Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The Celtics had some road work to take care of last night. Are they back in control against the Bucks? Hey, will CP3 bounce back in tonight's Game 5 against Luka and the Mavs? And the day is finally here. The grand opening of Knicks Club Superstar yeah. right around the yes. corner. Good Tuesday morning, everyone. Welcome to First Things First. Alongside Broussard and Wilds and Nick Wright, I am Jenna Wolf. Opening day, yes. Club Superstar. Nick, you have been waiting for the grand opening. Yep. We are here, my friend. We're here. We are here. Yeah, listen, a lot of you know, about six months ago, I became the co-owner of a small boutique in Harlem. I enjoyed the small business life so much. I was like, you know what? Let's open up a nightclub. Opens today, soft opening 815, grand opening 915, right here on the show. And in fact, let's just keep talking about it and not talk Celtics Fox. More things no, about the lease, the gifts, about the fire code. Let's Oh. Let's not do that thing, Nick. We got to start this morning in Milwaukee. All right. Celtics, Bucks, game four. Guess who showed up for this one? Jason Tatum. Tatum following up his 10-point effort in game three with 30 last night. And the Celtics needed every ounce of that effort. They had to rally. They had scored the Bucks by 15 in the final frame. Good enough to take game four. Boston wins 116-108. This series now tied at two. Broussard, it's actually turning out to be a pretty good series. Are you surprised that Boston stole game four on the road against Giannis in Milwaukee? Jenna, you know the answer to that. And so does Nick Wright. No, I'm not surprised. The only thing I'm surprised about is that Nick is surprised. And actually, I'm not surprised about that. No, this is exactly what I said was going to happen on Friday. I'm objective. So what did I say? Milwaukee's going to win game three. They will come out and do that, and they did. And I said, whichever team loses game three will win game four, and that's exactly what happened. We got a great series. I think it's going seven. Might go. Maybe Boston takes care of them in six. But I, I, I am oh, not surprised, it. and I do think Too Boston far. has the upper hand right now. And yesterday, Nick Wright, he was gloating. He was in all of his glory. He even got Antoine Walker oh, to join in and mock me yeah. for daring Wilds to use the term kryptonite for what Mil- uh, Boston's defense is to the great Don't Giannis Antetokounmpo. But, hey. Yesterday, now Giannis is awesome, best player in the world, so he's going to get his numbers, 34, 
and 18 boards. Got his numbers. Seems good. But he shot 43%. 43% from the field. This is a guy that has shot 57% in the last two <laughs> postseasons. Not a series, postseasons. And they are holding him to 43% shooting. He got unlocked in game three, but they locked him right back up last night and held him to six points, Nick, in the fourth quarter. And poor Drew Holiday. Poor Drew Holiday. Drew's shooting 33%. Drew seeing ghosts. Everywhere he turns, it's, it's, a, it's a Celtic coming. 33% for the series. And, Nick, yesterday I challenged Jason Tatum to step up. You might, you might. I don't know. We'll see. You might be entering club superstar, but you have to earn it and not just score, which he did, but also do other things, which he did. Here he is going to the hoop. Nick, eight of his baskets were in the paint last night, seven of them right around the rim. That's what I liked about what he did. That one tied the game. But here's another. We're going to see something else. After Giannis takes the lead in the next possession, here's Tatum doing the other things. Assist to Al Horford. Tatum gives him 12 points in the fourth quarter. Big assist, had five on the night, 13 boards. Tatum stepped up big. We'll see if he enters club superstar. But, Nick, I think the Celtics, uh, even though they don't have home court, or they do have home court, they are in control. They do have home court now. Yeah. Okay. All right. You got a lot right there. And and you were you're correct that on Friday you picked Milwaukee to win Game Three and the Celtics win Game Four, but as you are so often to do, prone to hyperbole, you know I- I- exaggeration, you go too far. So let me be the measured, calm voice of reason on the show, because I I think the idea that Giannis, who had 36 and 18, that there was any kryptonite in the building. To me, at least, is not the story of the game. The story of the game is multifold, and it's about one player and one quarter. Because you're right about Tatum. Tatum, by the, I guess, two players. Tatum stepped up, and I give him massive credit for that. Tatum, because he was playing, he had another terrible first half, then was okay in the third quarter and was excellent in the fourth. But the story of the game is Milwaukee lost because Boston shot. Wait, let me check. 16 of 19 from the field in the fourth quarter. That would be outstanding from the free throw line in a game. They did it from the field in a quarter. And the majority of that was Al Horford. Al Horford had, I've been watching Al Horford lose in the playoffs to teams I'm rooting for my entire adult life. (laughs) Al Horford's resume was excellent in the regular season, great teammate, lose to LeBron James in the postseason. And then it was going to be lose to Giannis in the postseason. And Al Horford had literally the best playoff game of his life. And so to me, I'm not worried if I'm Milwaukee. Before the series, before the postseason wilds, I said Bucks in five. Once we saw Middleton was out, I adjusted it to Bucks in six. I will stick with Bucks in six. And one last note. Wow. Is it possible, Wilds, that Brad Stevens is already a better GM than Danny Ainge. Danny Brad Stevens was on the job ten months. Huh. Danny Ainge was on the job fifteen years. Uh, that's, Brad, that's not the story. Brad Stevens. That's not the story. Brad Stevens says Kimball Walker <laughs> and a mid first round pick bringing old Al Horford can't help Philly. Washed up Al Horford and all of a sudden he's winning your playoff games. Good job, Brad. 
So to me, the story was Al Horford. Oh. Tatum was very good. I was I was dead wrong about the Bucks catching fire from free three. It didn't happen. And so now we do have a series, which if Milwaukee had held the fourth quarter lead, we wouldn't. Well, we have more than a series. The Celtics are firmly in control. All they need to do is protect home court. Next thing you know, moving on. And I just want to dig in on Al Horford because this the big dunk that Giannis had, Broussard, that unlocked something in Al Horford. Third quarter, yes. there's 10.56 yes. left. Yes, it did. Giannis has a huge dunk yes, and then tells him about it. Now, Al Horford, kind of mild-mannered, doesn't even really talk talk trash, just gives him a nod. Here's what he said after the game about that dunk firing him up. I don't really know what he said to me, but the way he was looking at me and the way that he was going about it uh, really didn't sit well with me. And and at that point, I think there's something switch uh, with me um, and then in the game. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Switch. You started playing like you were 22 years old. Mm. Boom! Now, granted, he gets a nonsensical tech here, but Al Horford went crazy. Look at the stats. In the, this is fourth quarter. Horford has 16. Giannis, who just looked like he was out of gas, had six. Perfect from the field. Plus 17. Broussard, Al well, Horford led this team, and it was score. contagious. What are you talking about, Nick? You talking trash over my graphic? No, go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a ex, excellent job by Al Horford. And I can't overstate how important this fourth quarter was. I know we we're going to take shots at Danny Ainge a little bit here, Jen. I'm sorry, earmuffs. But Stop this was it. the there's most no important near, fourth no, quarter of the Celtics season. If you went down 3-1, Broussard, against a Chris Middleton-less oh, right. Bucks. When you've got Tatum ascending, Jalen Brown ascending, you're, you're on a hot streak in 2022 and the defensive player of the year, I don't think that Brad Stevens would stand pat in the in the offseason. I think there would have to be major changes made because you look at the team like, man, we're never getting past this team. The fact that they were down seven and ran all the way back, took control of the series, feel great, happy for Al Horford. Well, you should feel great, Wilds, as a New Englander. And, Nick, you you talked about Horford like that. It was out of the blue. He'll never do it again. Horford's averaging 19 points in this series on 48% shooting from three. And that's seven attempts a game. It's not like a small number. He is on fire, both offensively and defensively. And, Wilds, I'm so glad you brought up Horford and that play in particular where Giannis stared at him. Because, Nick, this is why the Celtics are going to win this series. That Al Horford got ticked off by that play. Real bad boys move in silence. Don't be fooled by his calm, cool demeanor and his talk about the Lord after a game. He is gangster, and so is (laughs) Jalen Brown. So is Jalen Brown. Check out this play, Nick, in the fourth quarter when Jalen's going. You saw it. You know what I'm talking about. Giannis just touched him. They're like, yo, yeah, don't Giannis, you ever. Giannis tried to big boy. Points at him. Best way. Yeah. And, and then, yeah. yeah, and he was like, yo, you better get <laughs> your hand off. They gangster, like Nick. Like These it. are a different boy. breed. Most most of the guys today, yeah. <laughs> Giannis, yeah. My man, my man. You know, they, they just want to yeah. be cool and all that. No, no, no. Yeah. Jalen Brown's like, don't yeah. you ever touch to me boy. like that. I liked it. And, and yeah, Horford did the that's same good, no thing buddy. in his mind 
These boys are gangster, uh-huh. nigga. You, it's a different breed, okay? This isn't Atlanta okay, first of all, in the conference finals, okay? Or even Philly. Uh, this is uh, the Boston Celtics, and they're coming for you. Okay, all right. Take oh, a I breath. Wow. Take a beat, both of good. you. Wild saying the Celtics are in firm control because they have home court, as if Milwaukee didn't win game one of the series on the Celtics' home court by double digits. That's first of all. Second of all, Brew... I love you, but how dare you misquote our most loyal viewer, Lil Wayne, by saying real bad boys move in silence. It's real G's move in silence. That's the lyric. No, I was quoting KRS-One. You know I'm old school. Well, okay, well, I don't know why you would. The teacher that Wayne learned from. I'm sorry, if KRS-One watching right now, I don't believe he is. I don't believe he is. But finally, Jenna, before we move on. As is, often, as is often the case, I look at these stats, we all have the same stats, and I look at them very differently than Wilds and Brew. When a player of Al Horford's caliber, who's at this point in his career a fine player, is averaging 20 a game on nearly 50% from three, I like that if I'm on the other side. Because yeah, that you- is not sustainable. You know, Wilds, you, Wilds, you, you need can, to win you, you a game. Jump, jump it. He won you a game. No, they got to win two, buddy. He won you a game. That's Al Horford fine. won that's that fine. game. That's and what, I'm you don't very happy. Four games Wilds and Al Horford paying. won. Wild. That's, no, but you need two more is the thing. It's now a best of three. If the Celtics, I understand it's been a long time since they've hung an actual banner. If you'd like to hang the tied up the Eastern Conference semifinals banner, that's fine. That's my joke I lose on you. The question is, do I, <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know, buddy. I know it is. <laughs> two things. Game five tomorrow night in Boston, and Danny Ainge is still the man. We'll leave it at that. We got to talk the other game last night. Should Warriors fans be happy after having to rally past a Grizzlies team without Jaw? We discuss next versus first. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Grizz Warriors Game 4. Steph went anchors up. Game high 32. Needed all that effort to get past the Grizzlies, who, by the way, playing without John Morant, still nursing that sore knee. Grizzlies are good without John. Not good enough last night. Warriors win. They now go up 3-1 in a series that might be all but over. Broussarda wins a win, but how should Warriors fans feel about barely squeaking by a Memphis team who didn't have John last night? They should feel great, Jenna. Like you said, it's all about winning in the postseason. No matter how ugly, you win and advance. And they showed two things last night. They can win an ugly, gritty, grimy game, 
and Steph can carry them still. I mean, we kind of knew that, but he showed it again last night. 18 of his 32 points in the fourth quarter. Klay Thompson and Jordan Poole did not have it going. They were 0 for 10 combined from three. It was actually weird seeing Jordan Poole struggle like that because you hadn't seen it in a while. But without those two doing their thing, Steph was able to step up. And Nick, Memphis showed you why they were 20 and 5 in the regular season without Jock. Their defense gets tenacious without, and obviously he's their best player. They need him, but he's their worst defensive player. You can see it in this graphic. They get better defensively when Ja is not there. They couldn't score last night, but they held the Warriors under 40 points in a half, the first half. Nick, for the first time since game five of 2016, when Draymond was suspended against LeBron in the finals. So uh, I thought it was a good win for the Warriors. They've got a good chance, Nick, where I think they can close them out in five and they'll look and say, okay, Phoenix and Dallas are battling. We get to rest. We've had two five-game series while Phoenix and Dallas may go, might go seven. So I think this is a good opportunity for them to rest up for the next series. Phoenix-Dallas might go seven. That's an intriguing thing because I heard it was going to be well, a great sweep, I, I really don't believe that, thing but that no I'm one's ever discussed nice. or considered. Just Okay, so I, I, have, I have two quick points. I want you, Brew, I want your quick response to the second one. First one is on the Memphis side of things. This is just as devastating of a loss as you possibly can have. They had no, I understand Jao wasn't there. They had control of this game and they blew it. And I feel like the butterfly effect of Steve Kerr's post-game comments about Dylan Brooks continue to have the longest tail of this postseason. I think it led to him getting suspended, which then those comments led to Ja getting out of character and taking a shot at Jordan Poole that I don't think Ja even's heart was in. And then in this game, it led to Dylan Brooks thinking he was 2017 Jordan Clarkson, where every time it's, whose time is it? My time. My time to shoot. Like, I'm Dylan Brooks was brutal. Like, so I, I felt that, like, Kerr's comments started was the first domino. Here's my other bigger takeaway that I want your take on. Neither of these teams can beat Phoenix or Dallas. I am not impressed by Golden State. Oof, wow. I, I think we have, going into last night, this postseason, Jordan Poole was shooting 55-45-89. He's not going to do that. And last night we saw water find its level a bit. Clay is, I hate to say it, I mean, he's the artist formerly known as Clay Thompson at this point. Maybe he'll get back at some point next year, but it ain't coming this year. And, I mean, they are, when you're playing Damian Lee those types of minutes, you're starting Jonathan Kaminga, then putting him on the bench. Draymond Green refuses to shoot the basketball. They they need Jordan Poole to be 28 a game. And I don't think he, he's that level player, even though he's been excellent in this postseason. And so I think that whoever wins this series gets rewarded, and it'll be Golden State, it looks like, by Phoenix or Dallas beating them. I do not. I thought the Warriors were kind of a sneaky, real title contender if healthy. I no longer think that. Wow. Uh, look, you know I've, I've been with Phoenix for the past few months. I'm sticking yep. with them. But I do think, Nick, Golden State would beat Dallas. If Dallas somehow gets past Phoenix, I think Golden State would – I would take them in that series – uh, Memphis, uh, Dallas would be very interesting, but I, I don't think Memphis is getting out of this round. But that that would be an interesting series if Ja could play.
of young stars. But no, I'm not that as down on Golden State as you are. I think they had a tough, gritty game last night, Wilds, but I still believe in them. All right, Broussard, I want to get your take on what Steph said after the game. The Warriors shot 9 for 37, 24%, so historically low. Steph addressed it and then walked back some comments. Take a listen. You talk about historically bad shooting, and a lot of history was made. He's named head coach twice, 24 hours. I felt like we got traded to the Kings overnight. I misheard that. I was saying because Mike was the coach, it felt like we all got traded because there was a lot of talk about him being the head coach and obviously all of a sudden now he is the head coach of our team tonight so it wasn't about how we were playing it was about just the vibe of Mike Brown as the head coach of the Kings and and now all of a sudden now he's the head coach of two teams so gotta get that straight yeah it's good safe thank you <laughs> good, good, good save thank you now bro I'm inclined to take people at their word I'll be honest with you, though, about 80% of me believe Steph Curry didn't mean to offend Sacramento and Mike Brown's, you know, future team at all. But 20% of me says, "Ah, because Broussard told me in the break. Really? Broussard, what do you think? Broussard's the nicest person on the panel. He's obviously taking a shot. Look, I I, I gotta be honest, Nick. There is not... There is not a fiber in my being that thinks Steph was taking a shot at the Kings. I really think, and I'm not just saying that because obviously he's a nice guy and all that. I, I believe that it was, it's logical. Look, Mike Brown's the coach of the Kings, and everybody's been talking about it all day, and now he's coaching us. I felt like we all got traded. To, like, to me, it just makes perfect sense. Really, I, I'm, I'm totally Funny. honest about Can this. I, sincere. Can I say something real quick? Brew this weekend was – Brew has twin daughters uh, that are in their early 20s, both brilliant and just recent college graduates. Brew was at one of your daughter's graduations, correct? University of Michigan. Man, right, oh, man. In Michigan. Yeah. I cannot imagine how, mu- how they ran roughshod over you as older teenagers. <laughs> no, Dad, of, of course that's not where I was. No. And it's like, I believe you, daughter. I take you at your word. What are you talking about? The, you, your credulity knows this no bounds. Obvious He's obviously me. taking a shot. They, uh, uh, yeah, I know, man. Oh, my goodness. I bet they have some stories. It, it doesn't make I gotta sense. I got to talk to the twins, man. Wow. No, buddy. I love wow. it. No, it I love doesn't. it. Get him on. Uh, wow. Let's stay oh, out west. Wow. Talk some. Uh, speaking of Mavs Suns, Chris Paul can CP3 bounce back tonight in Game Five? Half this panel says yes, the other half no. Got a oh, fast yeah. break. Thank you, Kevin Wiles. Maverick Suns Game Five tonight <laughs> in the desert. CP3 had more fouls than points for the first time ever in Game Four. Six fouls. Five points for those of you keeping score at home. He said he's got to figure out how to be better. Nick, do you expect Chris Paul to bounce back tonight in Game 5? I do expect him to bounce back uh, because it would be so devastating for him if he does not. And let me, I want to say this here. There should be no tears for Chris Paul fouling out the way he did. He absolutely, I know Wilds was crying into his keyboard during the game, whining about the officiating, as he was doing early in the Celtics game as well until things turned around. However, Chris Paul needs to be smarter. Brew, he got three fouls immediately. 
and then they put him back in with 45 seconds left in the first half. The only thing he has to do is not pick up a cheap foul, and he does. He then starts the second half with four fouls, and he did that jabroni swerve in front of a guy stop thing that the NBA made illegal this year specifically because of Chris Paul and Trey Young. He picked up a foul. Here to me, though, is what... So I don't think he'll get in foul trouble again. I think he'll play well. Here's what I think is notable, bro. The Phoenix Suns, the last time they lost three games in a row, in fact, one of only two times they've lost three games in a row since Chris Paul's been there. But the most recent time was the last four games of the finals last year. We have, You and I have talked a lot about what a title would mean for Chris Paul. And I didn't definitively say it definitely would move him ahead of Isaiah Thomas. I said to me that would be a real discussion if he wins the title. The flip side to that is... What if in back-to-back years, with arguably the best team in basketball, you go up 2-0 on a team with no championship pedigree, and you were to lose four straight? I know you don't think it's going to happen, but you don't, I don't think you would say it's impossible that it happens. What if they lose tonight? What if he's bad tonight? I don't think he will be, but what that would mean for him... When he's one of the all-time greats, but we have these like kind of lingering questions, I just think there's massive pressure on him going into tonight's game, unlike we have seen for him individually since last year's finals by far. No, I agree with you. Look, I do think like you that he'll bounce back. He's had two very poor games with seven turnovers in the first half of game three. Obviously, the five points foul out game in 23 minutes in game four. If if he doesn't play well tonight, there's certainly a spot waiting for him on the bud list this week. But, Nick, to oh. your greater point, look, we all talk about it. We, we, we kind of talk about it in sympathetic terms, right? Like, man, it's a shame yeah. CP3 doesn't have a ring, right? Like, like, we almost don't blame him. We blame Harden. We blame Barkley. We blame Ewing. We blame all these other greats that don't have rings. We don't really blame Chris. We kind of feel like he just hadn't been in the right spot. But he has. There's other times you he, he, injuries have, have failed him a lot. Obviously, in Houston in 2018, that was a problem. But he also has struggled at times. Not like for long stretches, but he's had bad moments. While we remember Westbrook you know, kind of getting him off his game way back. I think it was might have been Jeez. 2014 in the playoffs against Oklahoma City. Yep. Uh, and then Utah a couple years ago, uh, I think his, he in his last year with the Clippers maybe, had a bad closeout game. Uh, and then this, Nick, if he didn't play well in this series, it, we all think, I feel, this is his best chance to win a championship. And if they don't win it because of him, because they're they're tied 2-2, largely because CP3 hasn't been himself. And if he plays poorly tonight and they lose, I don't I don't move him out of my fifth spot, but uh of all time great point guards. For all time point but guards. I do think a lot of people it will hurt their leg his legacy. Okay. You don't have to move him anywhere. You don't have to put him on the bud list. You don't need to do anything except think about moving him up your all-time great point guards. Chris Paul is going to play excellent, just like he did when he had four points against the Pelicans, then had 22 points, and then 33 points. 
I know that he turned 37 and he hasn't had a good game since turning 37, but Cliff Paul is not a real thing. He's a State Farm character. Cliff Paul has got a nice little mustache, but Chris Paul will be here. He did not fall off the cliff. That is just a fictitious character for State Farm. There's no such thing as Cliff Paul. might be wearing him out, though. Chris Paul will be back tonight. Luca might be in the old noggin. As a 37-year-old myself, I understand that could happen. Moving on, following reports, Nikola Jokic was facts, facts. Following reports, Nikola Jokic was winning MVP again. Nick came on the air yesterday, said the NBA MVP is one less thing he's got to care about. He said back-to-back MVPs are only the best of the best. Well... Former Nuggets head coach George Carl saw Nick's take, tweeted this. Oh, I bet Nick hasn't been in a hoops gym before. Nick's retort. Oh. I bet I work for a team before you do again, Georgie. But hang on, there's more. Oh, wow. From Carl. You work in sports, Nick? I thought you were maybe Tom Green or Adam Driver for a minute there. My bad. <laughs> All right, Nick Wright, yeah. who subscribes to the Can't Leave Well Enough yeah. Alone. Uh, you care to defend yourself? at this point this morning? Uh, no, I want, listen, I want to issue an apology, actually. Uh, and this might ruin the segment, I'm not sure. Uh, because I've thought about it. And I do need to have respect for my elders, even if they take odd shots at my appearance. And there's not a lot of people who, you know, can say they coached in this league for 30 years, 30 plus years, coached prime Gary Payton, prime Sean Kent, prime Carmelo Anthony, prime Ray Allen, semi-prime Allen Iverson, and in those 30 years, managed to get past round two four times. That right after their coaching career ended, decided to torch all of their relationships. Say Carmelo Anthony and Kenyon Martin, their problem was they don't have dads. Imply Kobe Bryant went to, you know, Europe to take PEDs, take shots at Damian Lillard, take shots at Mark, Mark Jackson. You know, call Boogie Cousins basically a $50 million charity case. Here's the thing. If you take a... There are a lot of things folks can say about me, and mocking my appearance is absolutely in bounds. I'm on television. I actually think that's fair. I also think this is the best looking I've ever been, for good or for bad, but that's neither here nor there. Here is one thing I know. (laughs) If you poll people I've worked with, you know what most of them say, Brew? Believe it or not, Nick Wright really good guy i think there's one co-worker i've ever had well that would say bad things about me and he currently writes a blog for the blaze so i don't really care about him uh, cole paul george carl's former co-workers <laughs> yeah of course paul george carl's former co-workers and players and colleagues see what they see what they say about old furious george and so yeah that's fine add to the list i'm not shocked brew that he has a soft place in his heart for underachieving Nuggets teams. I'm not. I'm not surprised by that. What's up, Wilds? Wilds, you want to jump in? Go, buddy. Well, I, I also want to rise to someone's defense. Adam Driver. Adam Driver. To be compared, Adam Driver was second to Paul Rudd in Sexiest Man of the Year. So to say, like, ah, I thought that was Adam Driver. Like, all right. It's a but no. He, oh, Kevin Wilds, you were this I thought you were Brad Pitt. Oh, gotcha. Hold on. Adam Driver is a 
very attractive man. That is not a shot at you, my friend. And you do look beautiful, and you don't have your chains on, Nick. What if you put the chains on? You look even in your Versace robe. Oh, I do. I feel like they're coming late. Looking beautiful. I mean, I feel like they're coming late. You're looking great. No head for start. Okay, well, good. I hope so. Look, I'll, I'll just say this because I, I I do get along with George Carr. Obviously, I love Nick. Um, this is tough. Oh, two, sorry, two guys that I like going at it. Uh, <laughs> but Nick, I'm I not as do down. Here's what I will say, Nick. I'm not as down on the MVP Jokic winning. I didn't vote for him. He was third on my ballot. But I'm not as down as you are, Nick, because I do think that fans are intelligent enough to decipher what happened with the MVP award. And I know I respect your feelings about it because you're like, look, this is history. Guys are going to look back at this decades from now and think Jokic was bet- the best player in the world or whatever. But I think, Nick, fans are intelligent enough. Steve Nash has two MVPs. That's how much Kobe and Shaq have combined, one each. Isaiah Thomas has none. Nobody thinks Steve Nash is better than those guys. Larry Bird won three straight. Michael didn't. Kareem didn't. Magic didn't. Nobody thinks Bird is better than at least Kareem and Jordan. So I I think that history will be fine. I, I respect your feelings about it, but I think history will be okay. We understand the situation. Fans are smart. In fact, Jenna, fans are smart enough that if they were playing Michael Jordan in the NBA Finals, they might not wait until Game 4 to have Gary Payton guard it. Just an idea. Hey, Georgie, maybe work on that one, pal, instead of taking you shots at Mike's physical appearance. That. It so wouldn't have mattered. Go ahead. It wouldn't have mattered. Sorry, GP. So this is your apology. I just, I'm curious what a non-apology would be right. from Nick My Wright. Uh, Nick's got some medals to hand out. Hell of a stat line from Giannis despite the Game 4 loss. 34-18-5. Pretty good, not pretty good enough for a medal, though. Nick Wright, which three guys did it better last night? Hard to get medals in a loss, so Giannis does not get one. Bronze medal, Jason Tatum. Welcome back, Jason Tatum. Finally, a good game in this series. Massive fourth quarter. Tatum, 30-13-5 as the Celtics even the series. Silver medal, Steph Curry. Clutch free throws down the stretch. By the way, Grizzlies, what are you doing taking quick twos to then just foul Steph? That's just trading twos. He's not missing free throws, gotta be smarter. 32, five and eight for Steph. And then the gold. Oh my goodness. Talk about a time machine. Time machine to the days of the University of Florida, winning national championships, carrying Joe Kim Noah, Al Horford. 30 and 8 for Al Horford. There's your medal stand from last night. A great night in the NBA. Shots at Joe Kim Noah. Noah. What are you doing? Joe Kim Noah talked trash to LeBron. Horford and Corey Brewer. (laughs) Come on. Oh, it's time. That's right. The doors to Club Superstar almost open. Who's waiting in line? Nick's going to tell you next. First things first. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. 
All right, guys, it is time. The grand opening of Knicks Club Superstar, the Posh Club, allows 12 guests. The line to get in, longer than 12. So only the best of the best in the NBA getting through those velvet ropes. So who are the NBA's 12 biggest stars? Jason Tatum, maybe, especially after last night. He's right on that fringe. Might get in, might not. Nick's got his list ready to go. Nick, take us through who's waiting in line for Club Superstar right now. All right, before we reveal, let me just give a little background. We were talking about how many superstars there are in the NBA. And Brew, it had Brew had a decent number, but it was too many. Wilds, it was like it wasn't like it was like a rave. It was like anybody who has an armband can get in. I said it's got to be like an elite <laughs> nightclub. One in, one out, twelve person maximum. And then the great Jack Perkins at Pure Hoop on Twitter said, you know, I can make this club for you. He's an artist. Here is the entryway to Club Superstar. And guess what? Ooh. Jason Tatum was the genesis of this all. Jason Tatum is in for the first time in his career. Let's go. Jason Tatum, uh, officially a superstar. Uh. But it is one in, one out. So we can zoom in, I think, on the right side. You know is who's not AD? in? My Anthony Davis. Uh, AD, sorry, buddy. Again, club superstar may or may not be brought to you by Logo Lobos Tequila. Build a bit bigger table. However... There is no clutch client Stop. favoritism here. Anthony Davis, you are out. Jason Tatum, you are in. Waiting wow. in line. Devin Booker. Devin Booker, bro, showed up at the club the night he scored 70. He's been waiting in line for three and a half years. Can't get in. Mm. Trey Young showed up at the club after the conference finals last year. Thought he was going to get in this year. No, sir. Jimmy Butler showed up. And oddly, has not really cared. He hasn't gotten in. He just keeps sipping that same cup of coffee. Ant-Man got there <laughs> back when he was still in high school. He's like, I'm going to be there. I'm showing up. You guys are letting me in. But he's not. first of all, he's not 21 yet. Second of all, he's not good enough yet. But those would be the next people in. Anthony Davis kicked out to make room for newly minted superstar. Playing Durant the way he did. Sweeping the nets. Plus, you felt it. Tatum knew the club was opening, and you saw him getting a little tight in this series against the Bucks. He rallied last night. He's officially in. Jason Tatum, one of your 12 best players in basketball. Devin Booker, Brew, still waiting to get in. Well, Nick, first of all, didn't some, I can't remember who it was. Somebody on this show told you a few years ago that Jason Tatum was going to be a superstar. I, and you you fought it, you, you disagreed, you mocked, you ridiculed, you pointed fingers. Do, do you remember who that was that said that to you? That was you. You don't? That was I, you, and you know oh, what? Oh, was No, it? I do. Okay. Buddy, buddy, here, just to be clear, right. I do I think what was said maybe a few years ago was that he already was a superstar, but let's not get lost in the weeds. On the Tatum question, Brew, you have been proven slightly more right than me. And there is no biases when it comes to Club Superstar. We just must be fair. The, the entry list must be done on merit. Tatum has earned his way in. All right. Well, I'm glad to see that. And I do think it's objective because you, you're booting out your boy AD. All right, Devin Booker, you mentioned, Nick, that he scored 70 points and that's how he got in line. 70 points in the game. 
He's one of only six guys to ever in NBA history score 70 or more. And Michael Jordan and Kevin Durant are not among that group. It's Will Chamberlain, Kobe Bryant, David Thompson, David Robinson, and Elgin Baylor. All, and then Devin Booker. All five of them outside of Booker are Hall of Famers, Nick, and superstars. David Thompson was a superstar. He had the drug problem that ruined his career, but he was a superstar until that point. And so, yeah, I think D-Book, a 25-year-old who's already had five, count them five seasons, Nick, of 25 or more points per game. And I'm going to shout out one of my college teammates, Ricky Washington. Ricky was a great player, and we called him Basic. Wow. That was his nickname, Basic, because all he did, Basic, couple dribbles, pull up, mid-range jumper, all night long. That D-Book gets points taken away from him from some people because his game isn't as flashy, right? He's not Ja. He's not Kyrie. He's not shooting from the logo like Dame Dollar. He just gets it done. Mid-range, Jay, pull up three, defend just strong and solid. D-Book, I think, Nick, should be walking in right alongside Jason Tatum on cl- into club superstar. So just quickly, Wilds, the re- I, I didn't penalize Devin Booker for not being flashy. Devin Booker hasn't gotten in because, first of all, again, it's the most exclusive club in the world. 12 people allowed. Second of all, yeah. I those 25 points per game seasons, until Chris Paul walked into his life, they didn't it's not just that they didn't have a lot of success. They had no he success. He was young. They were a terrible team. And everyone he wasn't that he was young. young. I mean he's young-ish. But I mean he's 23 one of those seasons, 22 one of those seasons. And so I just thought. To, I, it's a, listen, it, we're, we're, we will at 9.15 reveal who's actually, you know, the other 11 at most people in, because Tatum's one of the 12 potentials. I think it's going to be hard to kick anybody out for Booker. We already kicked out AD. Poor AD. I, I, I'm going to kick several point. people out. I'll, I'll give you a spoiler alert, America. I would kick several people out of the club. You know why? The club is wow. for the young. The club is for the now. The club is not necessarily for what I did do. Oh, look, I've got old Dusty Finals MVPs. <sighs> remember me? I remember I won that. <laughs> Get out of here with that. A guy who at least belongs in line. And I know what you're going to say, like, he hasn't done enough. We haven't even seen him play. Doesn't matter. This guy is a true superstar, Zion Williamson. Now, look, I know the body of work is not there, but all of the superstar check marks are there. First of all, let's talk about how good he has been when we see him play. Through the first 85 games, the most points per game since the merger, you know Dusty always likes, since the merger, Jordan, Zion, David Robinson. He's got a signature shoe. He's the face of a franchise. I want him to come to New York. It's all the things I want in a superstar. And add to this little newsworthy item from our guy, Jose Alvarado, who we all love, but Broussard thinks plays the game the wrong way just because he tries to get steals. Jose Alvarado yesterday. If we get Zion back or when we get him back, we won't be just a playoff contending team. We will be a championship team. I was like, Jose Alvarado, I love you, but that seems crazy. But then I said, hmm, 
could the Pelicans all of a sudden be a championship contending team with Brandon Ingram and CJ? And McCall then you said and no. superstar Zion Williamson. Alvarado says it. Mm. Oh, Jose Alvarado, making me think, making me think. So at least I want Zion in line, if not first okay. in line. I'm surprised wow. you didn't ask for Victor Wimbayana to be in line. At some point, you got to accomplish this stuff, buddy. Your guy Chet Holmgren, throw him in line. <laughs> like, listen, you, I was Greg when Oden. Drew and I had the Tatum argument that he's that he's referencing. I actually think it was because of a pyramid placement that had Zion alongside Jason Tatum on the same level, and it was because Zion at the time was playing and was dominating. But Wilds, as he is wont to do, once again wants to turn this club into a free-for-all. He now you ever walk up to a club and the line is extending down the street? Nobody likes yeah. that. A five-person line is plenty, buddy. Who are you kicking? I I'm gonna, you know, Wilds, you don't like tough choices. Who are you if, if it is a five-person line, who are you kicking out of line? Because Anthony Davis is walking back in the line. Who are you kicking out of the line? Booker, Trey, Jimmy, or Ant Man? Ant Man. Who you, you can't do Ant Man. Ant Man. He's the only guy. He's, he, the Wilds no, is a lifelong Timberwolves fan. He's turning John Moran. I can't. Do, I can't abandon. He's turning on him too. I can't. I, I can't. <laughs> I so who are you kicking out? Line, I have a, I have a longer line. I'm not k- t- kicking anyone <laughs> no, out. No, he's not kicking out. Zion is there. Zion he is a star. He doesn't not do the kicking. kicking. Can I say something about Wilds Zion? Not kicking anyone out. Wilds, yes, bro, go. He doesn't play. He doesn't play. He's going I'll to play. Super, I, I, I'm he's with you that when he Neither plays, he's awesome. You might as well put Ben Simmons in there. No, no. listen. Okay, wow. Stop, guys. Also, by the way, Zion found out Club Superstar, while it has a lot of amenities, does not currently serve food. Not sure he was interested in coming. That was unfair. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I there love you, Zion. I'm rooting for you, buddy. I'm rooting for him. I'm sorry. Not cool. I'm rooting for him. All right. Zion's not in. Tatum's walking into the club. We'll see who's awaiting his arrival. Just Back here at First Things First. It is finally here. The grand opening of Club. The long-awaited, what a much-anticipated opening of Club superstar what a moment and dare i say we are dressed for the moment if we're gonna do a bit we go all out oh. first things first we are all in we are all in kevin wilds takes the cake buddy kyle kuzma and all i love it uh all right <laughs> Just marinating us as uh, Nick. This has been building all season long. Here we are. Tell us who will we be seeing this morning, right now, in Club Superstar? First, first of all, I gotta say, Brew, you look fantastic. Jenna and Wilds as well, but Brew, the hat, it really sets it off. I feel like I've seen you in a club here in Harlem, standing in the corner, sipping on a gin and tonic. All right, here's the rules: one in, one out. Club Superstar. So as any nightclub goes, first thing is you got to get past the doorman. So let's reveal. And by the way, all the artwork via Jack Perkins at Pure Hoop on Twitter. Jason Tatum finally is in the club. Anthony Davis, we had to make room for Tatum. So Anthony Davis is out of the club. Devin Booker, not in yet. Trey Young, not in yet. Jimmy Butler, first of all, no outside beverages allowed. Only obviously Lobos tequila. However, 
You got to leave the coffee and you're not in. Anthony Edwards, you're not old enough to get in. Chill. Next level of the club. Let's see who's in. The 11 other guys. Oh, there's Joel Embiid drinking Shirley Temples. Oh, Steph Curry and Chris Paul playing catch. Kevin Durant on Twitter. And then a special room. The MVP room for a very lonely Nikola Jokic, but he has those two MVPs to, you know, keep him company. <laughs> what about the top floor of the club? Who's that walking up the stairs? Who is that? Top floor of the club. Oh, that's okay. Luka Doncic. Where's he going? Is he going to LeBron's throne? Is he going to Giannis's DJ booth? That is Giannis's DJ booth. Look at that. John Morant doing the gritty. And then we have a special section for guys dealing with a little bit of injury. You don't want anyone to bump into them on the dance floor. Dane checking the watch. Kawhi looking kind of bored. Like, why was I made to come here? It's like, you're a superstar, buddy. He's like, yeah, but I didn't want to be here. And then LeBron, of course, on the throne. So there it is. Show the full, beautiful painting. Wow. Again, done by our friend Jack wow. Perkins at Pure Hoop on Twitter. Giannis, Ja, LeBron, Dame, Kawhi, Embiid, Steph, KD, CP3, Luka Doncic, Nikola Jokic, and the newest entry, Jason Tatum. To make room for Tatum, we had to kick Anthony Davis out. It hurts me, but such is life. Brew, your thoughts, my friend. I tell you what, it looks like a fun club, Nick, and great work by Jack Perkins. First of all, I, I will say this. I I don't know this for a fact, but I just can see Ja behind the turntables. I think Ja would be an out. I just feel like he'd be a great DJ, and obviously Damien could rock the mic. However, I think Damien, that should have been last year when he rocked the mic, because I'm replacing Damien Lillard, Nick, with Devin Booker. And here's the deal. Hear my You're logic. I think out? you'll agree. Yeah, I hate to say, I don't look at it as kicking him out. I'm just I'm just moving him well, out. Well, you have to. Thanks, Dame. It was great, man. You know, you ain't got to go home, out. but no. But bringing in Devin. But here's the deal, Nick. A year ago, would James Harden have been in that club? Yeah, right? Yeah, maybe. Two years ago, sir. You, okay. Yeah. A year ago, sure. James Harden would have been in that club. I think we both agree that Harden has had a better career than Damian Lillard, right? He's more of a superstar than Damian Lillard. But the reason Harden isn't in the club anymore is because of a bad season this year. Not last year, this year. Well, Dame, I know he's been hurt, but he did play 29 games. In those 29 games, career low field goal percentage, 40. Career low three point percentage, I think it was 32, but it was career low, yeah. And they were 12 and 17, and that was before the CJ McCollum trade took him out of Portland. So Dame has had, when he played, as poor a season, if not poor, as poor as James Harden. So if it could take a better superstar in Harden out of the club, then I think a poor season would also take well, Dame out of the club. So And Devin Booker, one of only six players, Nick, to hit 70 points in a game. The other five are Hall of Famers and superstars. Will, Kobe, Elgin Baylor, David Robinson, David Thompson. I'm making a plea for Dave Book to get into the club and get his groove on. Well, which means... You're making a plea for Dane to be kicked out because, again, it's one-in-one-out policy. So a couple things on Harden. Just I actually think a fully healthy 
bad season is more damaging than an injured season, even though Dame wasn't great in the games leading up to it. The other thing with Harden, because he was on the soft invite list, we weren't sure if he was going to get in. Harden was already at another club and then asked us if our club was going to have some of the entertainment options he's used to at the club. We said no, and he politely declined. (laughs) So, for a lot of reasons, James Harden, not in club superstar. He's in a different club up the street that Anthony Edwards also can't get into, but for different reasons. But Wild, <laughs> once upon a time, you were a Dame Lillard guy. I like I I I feel like Dame Facts. is a superstar. I need to see Dame. Remember, the last time we saw Dame in the playoffs, last postseason, he was doing everything he could to carry his team, scoring 40-plus points. He had the one game where I feel like he had 20-plus in the fourth quarter in overtime. And so I feel like he is a superstar. His team has just not been good enough. So I'm comfortable with him and Kawhi being there. Kawhi hasn't played in a year, but the last time Kawhi played, he was out of this world. So I'm comfortable with them. Now, they both got to play this coming year. You can't miss two years. Then all of a sudden, you're asked to move out of your section. We got to make room for other people. Okay. A lot of old guys in the club. Don't get me wrong. As a fellow old guy, I do appreciate that you do have a high median age. But just like Kyle Kuzma, sometimes you are not in touch with what's really happening and what it really means to be a superstar. Nick, I don't think you're necessarily fond of this guy because one time he posted on Twitter that you were just a puppet being controlled by the puppet masters. But this guy is a superstar. We talk about him a lot. He's rookie of the year, first pick, seven-time All-Star, All-Star MVP, champion, and hit one of the biggest all-star shots of all MVP. time. He's got sort. I maybe maybe does he have the best bag of anyone of all time? Maybe, maybe he does. Does he have a shoe that I see when I walk outside? Everyone's got a pair of Kyrie's, of course. Kyrie, whether you like it or not. The guy is a superstar. As Stephen A's called him box office. I was like, oh, that's good. Guy's box. He's a he's a grade A superstar. Yeah. Kyrie deserves a spot in the club. He deserves a spot in the club. Mm. Who are you kicking out? Mm. Who are you kicking out? And then I'll get to Kyrie. But tell me who you're kicking well, out. Well, look, I, you I have a more... by the fire okay. marshal rules. No, kick someone out. First of all, everybody knows that the fire marshal, when it comes to the club, can turn a little bit of a blind eye. All of a sudden, the place is packed to the gills. So I thought, oh, I thought we had a no-smoking policy. I guess we don't. So let's just, well, let's close that floor, does it? Let's just be honest. Why is Ja in the club? I love Ja, but I, I might as well go the whole way. It's Why is Ja in the club? The bandwagon. Why is Ja? I'm saying you're gonna say because he's electric, because he's he is can carry no. a team, but Ja hasn't accomplished what Kyrie has. I mean, then Kyrie. Sorry, not than Steph. Okay. Pardon well, me. I said that wrong. Okay, because he's far Steph, better than Kyrie. I'm just saying, if no, I no, had no, to I take said, some, I, I if I had to take somebody out, I would put an NBA champion in before a guy who is going to get eliminated uh, this week. Just saying. Oh. I love Ja. Don't get okay, me wrong. Well, here's what I, I would. I would here's what I would say. I would say since John Morant was a junior in high school, he and Steph Curry have been past the. Or I keep saying Steph, my apologies. Since John Morant Kyrie. was a junior in high school, okay. he and Kyrie Irving have been past the second round of the playoffs the same amount of times. So they, you, you were like, don't put old guys in the club. Kyrie Irving 
is a guy in his 30s whose best times were half decade ago. In other words, like a lot of, you know, our friends. Like, what are you talking about? He's not, Kyrie's not some a young rapscallion, as Broussard would put it. He's a guy in no. his 30s who, you know, remember when I was one of the best players in the league. Also, we actually don't have a vax policy at the club, but Kyrie heard we might, and so he said he wasn't going to show up anyway. So it wasn't even an issue. He's not even in line. Like, Kyrie's, a, KD's texting him while tweeting on the couch about how lame the club is, actually. Katie's like, I shouldn't even come here. <laughs> Steph and CB3 are just making well, fun Well, here... Of me. Like, and, and so... The, Nick... Go ahead, bro. I, I, I'm going to give Wilds a little love. Here's the deal. All those players in the club, they want Kyrie in there. That's the problem. Including Thank the you. king on the throne. Great take. They all want Kyrie. They great like, yo, take. where's Kyrie? We, we want to see a show. And you know that he is your favorite player's favorite player and I I agree that and, and Kyrie's awesome individually but if you're talking about wins without LeBron he obviously doesn't have them, right he, he hadn't been great without LeBron in terms of leading a team to victory but Kyrie is a celebrity right he's a star basketball player and he is a celebrity persona. So put in Jimmy for Goldstein. For various reasons, some good, some bad. But he is indeed a celebrity that everybody knows and that all the players love and many are in awe of. And a bunch of them in the club, okay. they like, yo, where's Kyrie? Is it, I thought this was club super time. I'm going to back walls up on that. They're like, where, where's Kyrie? Okay. You know, best handle ever. Here's the here's the you other issue. And I tr I've tried to keep this to basketball. I okay, I've tried to keep this to basketball, but this is a club. And you're saying they all want him there. They all want to be around him. You get a couple Lobos tequilas in Kyrie Irving. And he starts opining about what government actually means and whether or not, you know what I mean, we are actually here or there. And, and all of these things, and all of a sudden you're like, buddy, I'm just trying to listen to Giannis spin the ones and twos, have a couple, you know, cocktails. And he's like, but why do you think you want to drink? You think it's because okay. the capitalistic industrial complex forces you to want to drink? And you're like, buddy, come on, man. So he's not a good time. He's just not a good time. There's Club Superstar. And here's even bigger news, Jenna. That is Club Superstar. We do have a little breaking news uh, out of the NFL out the door this morning. And fitting that we're talking Club Superstar. This guy's certainly in the NFL's version of it. We now know Tom Brady's post-football plans. The GOAT, seven-time Super Bowl champ, is joining the Fox family as our lead football analyst. Could be in a year. Could be in a hundred years. Who knows Ooh. when Brady's wow. going to hang it up. It feels like a seamless transition, Nick. But Brady coming to this Fox, is amazing. Buddy, what do you think? Woo. I think it's one of the greatest things this company's ever done. And I think Wilds, once again, Brady finds a way to beat Peyton. Like, it's unbelievable. His whole career is doing it. Now he's coming <laughs> here. Take. He's going to call Super Bowls. This is unbelievable. I, I thought this was a trick. I can't believe it. I don't know when it'll be. I can't believe it. He's going to be great at it. I, I, I cannot wait. Remember, be. Fox had Gronk, too. Gronk-Brady connection, Jenna. We are back. Oh, the dynasty is back. Let's go. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> See how He's going to be great. That no doubt happens. about it. All right.
Welcome, Tom Brady and family, to our Fox family. We got to go. Skip and Shannon coming up next on Undisputed. We'll see you tomorrow.